Amen. Praise the Lord. You guys excited to be here? Yes. <laughs> we, uh, you know, for those of you that are online, we have, we have people in the church today, and it's, uh, it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. I've seen how some churches have put little, um, little, little not cartoons, but little car- cardboard cutouts of people in their sanctuaries and, and different things like that, and it's, uh, there's, not, there's no substitute for, for seeing all of you here praising God today. And for those of you that are online, whenever you're ready, you want to come to church, we are here. We are ready to serve God, and um, just we're just ready. And so today I want to talk about a topic that is sweeping through our nation. I'm going to talk about racial reconciliation this morning. You know, it's a tough topic. It's something I've been thinking about. You know, it's been a difficult few months. It's been a difficult 2020 so far. You know, there's been so many things that are coming at us, and... And one of the things that has surfaced is racial tensions. And, um, it, it, you know, I, I stand by what I said last week, if you remember what I said about um, that I could see Satan behind all of this. You know, I, I could see the attributes of Satan that, that are clearly working behind the lines in all of this. Because we see the hatred, we see the discord, we see jealousy, we see the fits of rage, we see the selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. We're, we're seeing all of that. And, and if you've read the Bible, you, again, you know that that is part of the sinful nature. That doesn't come from God. And what, but what comes from God is love, joy, peace, you know, uh, not selfishness, uh, you know, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the things that come from God, and, and, and you know, this, this nation of ours has turned their, way, turned their face away from God. And in order for us to get back on track, this nation has to turn their face back to God. We have to turn back to God, and, and the church is necessary in that. The, the church is, is essential, the most essential piece in all of that, because what can bring us back together is Christ Jesus. That's what can bring us all together. So does racism exist in our world? And, and I believe it does. You know, we see it. We know it. You know, does racism exist within the church? Unfortunately, it does as well. And can there be healing? I believe that there can be healing. There can be healing for the world and also for the church. Because we always have hope. And our hope is always in Christ Jesus. So I have, you know, thinking about this, it just surfaced some stuff in, in my life. And... Um, I could think of, I just wanted to share a couple, a couple illustrations that have happened to me, you know, um, w- with regards to racism and, and all of that. And, you know, just from, you know, the, these things come up and, and they bring up a lot of hurt. And, and people try to suppress the things that happen. But I think it's time that, that things start to be shared and exposed so that we could lay them on the feet of our Lord and Savior. And, you know, the police brutality has to stop. It, it has to stop. You know, I've been in situations where, uh, multiple situations where I've had encounters with police and, and they have turned physical and for me doing nothing. And those kind of things have brought um, hurts in my life. And um, even here, coming home a couple times, it's happened here in La Mirada where I've gotten pulled over and asked if I even belong in, in the neighborhoods. And so that happens. It happens. And the thing is that we try to suppress it sometimes, but these things need to be spoken about, they need to be shared, they need to be exposed, and we need to pray about it, and we need to put it at the feet of our Lord and Savior. But you know, when, when things like that happen, it's, it's almost like, like I have been trained in my life to, to expect these things. You know, uh, you know, I just kind of expected and didn't think much about it. 
But where I've really been hurt has been, unfortunately, from the church, believe it or not. You know, and I could remember just as I was a, when I was a kid, 10, 11 years old, uh, my parents um, sent me to, my, my uncle, those of you who know Pastor Orlando Vallejo, has always been a pastor since I've been born. And so, so he, 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 he was sending kids to camp and he convinced my mom to send us to, to a camp. And so we went to this church camp and, and, you know, I was a little kid, I was excited about going, and when we got there, um, everything was good, except we were the only Hispanic church, the only Hispanic church, and all the other people there, were, it, was, it was all um, white churches, and then we were the only Hispanic church, and I didn't notice it, but we started getting treated differently, you know, just off the bat, like when, when we got sent to, to our cabin, um, our cabin was like not even on the map of where all the cabins were, and it was like, like, I don't know if this one was going to be ready to be demolished or what, but we were in that one, and uh, that one didn't even have a bathroom in it. We had to go down, like, I'd say, like, a little less than a quarter of a mile to go to a restroom that had a shower and then hike back. So, so it was, but I didn't think nothing of it until after a couple days when we, we'd march up the hill and back, and we noticed that everybody else had their cabins up there, and, and we make some friends, and then you start noticing they all have their nice bathrooms in there and all that. And it's like, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? And, and on top of that, there's, there, there was also the, um, the, the hurt that comes from other kids making fun of you, making, calling you names, calling you racial slurs, and then no, nobody else really doing anything about it. And, and those are hurts that stay with you. And, and there's many others that I can share. And, but your feelings get hurt and you just, have to, you just have to deal with it, right? You just feel like you have to toughen up and you just have to deal with it. But the truth is we have to share it. We have to, we have to put everything out there because not everybody understands what's happening and, and we, have to, we have to share it. But with the church, as I've grown up, I've seen, I've seen things happen in the church as an adult. You know, when we were at our, uh, one of our churches that we were at, when we were part of the Spanish church, you know, I remember that, um, you know, whenever we were in the church, when it was after hours, we would always get mistaken for the cleaning people. And, and so it's, it's kind of like, no, we're, we're pastors here. Oh, we thought you were here to clean. And so, you know, those kind of things hurt, and they start to bring a divide, and, and, it's, and, it, and it, it's hurtful. You know, I was at a church where people didn't want me to be their pastor, and I found this out years later because, because I wasn't white, and they thought that I would turn the church into a Spanish church. And so you hear things like that, and it brings up a lot of hurt. It really brings up a lot of hurt, and it really does hurt. When I think about it, I almost want to get a little emotional. I don't want to, but it just starts to kind of bubble up. But that's, that's nothing in comparison to, to what our, our black brothers and sisters have been dealing with. I believe what they've been dealing with is even more. Um, and, and more often, and just as hurtful and more hurtful. And people are hurt. People are hurt right now. And that hurt has turned to anger, and then we see what that's happening all across our country. You know, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I preached about unity. I preached about unity, and I want to share a, a, a scripture that I shared a couple of weeks ago from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26. You know, I talked about how, how the body of Christ is together, how we are united as one body in the name of Jesus. And this scripture says in verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 26, says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, then every part rejoices with it. And, and right now, part of the church is suffering. 
part of the church is suffering, and I'm talking about our black brothers and sisters. They are suffering. You know, because of the unnecessary death of George Floyd, this, surf, this pain has been surfacing. This pain that has been for years and years and years has started to surface, and, and, and people are hurt. Here in La Mirada, we have, you know, we have black pastors here in La Mirada, and, and a few of them I know personally, I consider them to be good friends of mine. And we got together this week and, and just to talk, uh, several pastors, just to talk and, and see, you know, what can we do? And, and one of the things that, when I left that meeting, I just left, uh, you know, just overwhelmingly understanding, even more so than ever, that they, they just want to be heard. There's so much pain that they just want to be heard. They don't want anybody to, to, to say, well, I, you know, I even told them, look, I went through some things. Would it offend you if I tell you what I went through? Because I don't want to be like, well, I went through this and you went, you know, it's not about that. It's about people being heard. People being heard. And, and that's all. We need to be heard. We need to hear from one another because sometimes we don't even understand what's happening. You know, one of my other pastors in, in that group, you know, he, he, he just kind of, he had no idea, a, a white pastor. All these people are precious that are in there. But this particular guy had no idea. He, he remembers when he was younger and he had his time of rebelliousness and, and he just was doing something crazy. He didn't tell us what, but he was doing something crazy. And then uh, cops pulled him over and, and he just got out and he was just kind of like, okay, well, you guys got me. And that was it. He didn't fear for his life. He wasn't afraid. He was just like, okay, you got me. That's it. But we all know that people of color, when that happens, they fear for their lives. And those are the kind of things that we need to, we need to expose. We need to share. We need to be united with one another. Because we, we, we really need to take the time to listen. We really need to take the time to listen. And as the people of God, we're supposed to hurt with those who are hurting and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And right now there's a lot of people that are hurt and we need to hurt with them. And that's okay. It's okay that we hurt because as we, as we hurt together, we also heal together. And we can bring unity by understanding one another. So racism, the definition of racism is prejudice, discrimination, antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Racism is that judgment that one person thinks he or she is better than another person based, based on race. But what does the Bible say about it? What does the Bible say about racism? And the Bible does talk about this. And basically we understand that the racism is sin. This is a sin problem. There is sin behind this, and it has no place, absolutely no place, in the heart of the believers of Jesus Christ. It, doesn't, it can't be there. It just can't be there. We need to promote the love of Jesus through all humanity. We need to promote God, and we need to promote his love so we could bring an end to this pain and racism that is sweeping across our societies. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, where you're from. You know, we talk about the colors of people, red, yellow, brown, black, white. It doesn't matter who you are. It, you, we are all precious in the name of Jesus. We are created by our Lord and Savior. We are all human beings, and God has made us all, and he loves each and every one of us. Remember that song, Jesus loves all the little children? Well, he does, and he also loves the adults. Jesus is about love. 
Listen to Acts chapter 17, verse 26 and 27 have to say. From one man he made every nation of men. From one man every nation of men has come. That they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. We are all created by God. From one man, we are all, we're all united. So we, we have to look past uh, what our appearances is. And, and Jesus went through this himself. If you, if you read chapter, uh, uh, John chapter 7, you'll see that, that in there, Jesus is being judged by his appearance. He's being, and, and people are even judging him and saying that you know, he might even be demon-possessed. The crowd is, is sense, you know, saying all these rumors. And he says in John 7, 24, Jesus says, Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. We cannot judge by appearances. We can't. But we have to be honest with ourselves because we can't just rush and say, Well, I never do that. Because maybe we do. We have to really look deep within ourselves and understand that we cannot judge by appearances. Romans chapter 2.11 says, For God does not show favoritism. God does not show favoritism. Those that follow the evil ways and don't follow the truth, there will be trouble for them. And those who follow the truth, there will be honor and glory for them. It's not about how you look or who you are or where you came from. It's all about Jesus, like we've been singing this morning. It's all about being grounded in the Word of God. There's not one race that is above another. And that was never the intention, and it never will be the intention. There's not one race that is greater than others. Not one. We are all made equally in the eyes of our Creator. So it, it would be... I'm just going to say we need to identify the injustice and we need to, to see this and we need to get rid of it. But we have to see that it's there. We can't turn a blind eye to it. And that has been happening. Unfortunately, that has been happening. And, and I, you know, I'm, I, I'm guilty of that as well. We have to see it. We have to, we, have to, we have to embrace it. We have to understand it. No one is better than anybody else. Racism is hatred. It's, it's just hatred. And, and, and if we look at the scriptures, we see that hatred is a worldly activity. Hatred is not something that comes from God. John 15, 18 says, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. This is Jesus speaking. The world hates Jesus, and it's going to hate us first. But you know what? Luke 6, 22 tells us, Blessed are you when, when men hate you, and when they exclude you and insult you and reject you, your name as evil because of the Son of Man. There is hatred, and it's all directed towards Christ. And because we are believers, you know, we get some of that too, but we need to understand that, that God's intention was for all of us to be united, no matter who you are or what race you are. Let us not forget what God has told us to love one another. If you remember what our, what our, what our mission statement is of this church, is to love one another. Love one another. Love God first. Keep our eyes on Jesus, focus on God, be authentic in our faith, and, and, and love God, number one. And then love others. Love others. We say it, we say it, and we say it, but we have to live it, and we have to show it in all circumstances. 
All circumstances. Even if you're around someone that you don't understand, maybe it's time to get to understand someone that you don't understand. 1 John 4, 20 and 21 says, If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. We have to love one another. You know, it is, you know, I, I came to the uh, protest that was here in La Mirada and and even though it's, it's a good, you know, they're trying to get the voice across, but at the same time, I didn't feel a lot of love there. Because what's missing is Christ. What's missing is God from all those protests. We can protest and we can try to show fellowly love, but, we, but people are protesting uh, just in extreme anger. And I understand we should be angry about uh, police brutality and racial injustice. We, that's nothing to be happy about. But we will not show any change until we can actually flow in the love of God. Hatred is an emotion, it's an action, it's a choice. Hatred is sin. Hatred is just sin, and it does not represent anything that is godlike or God approved. Hatred is not okay, and it is not acceptable, and it will not be condoned by the church of Jesus. 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 through 11 says, Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. And I see this in people all around. There's a blindness, a blindness of hate. A blindness of hate. If I walked into a room that, that was filled with people who, who hated Donald Trump and I went in there and said, you know, God bless our president, everything would erupt out of hate. And, and vice versa too. If you're in a room full of people who support the president and somebody comes in and starts saying they don't uh, support the president, you might, you'll see hate there too. There's hate and that cannot be. We have to be grounded in love. We have to be grounded in love. And I challenge you, I challenge you, especially you here that I'm speaking with and those who can hear me online, I challenge you to identify and root out racial tendency, especially in yourselves. It, it just, we can be truthful. If we've had these feelings, if we've felt like this, maybe we've been brought up a certain way. But we have to be truthful, and if these things exist, we need to lay it at the feet of our Savior. <coughs> the sooner we identify these things and take care of them, the better off the church will be. The better off the world will be, the better off our countries and cities will be, the better off people will be. And to get this message across, it, it, it's difficult because even when you go, you know, in, in the, here, even here in La Mirada, it was, it was a peaceful protest, and we're there. When you try to talk to somebody about Christ, they shun you off. They don't want to hear that. But they want to stay in this hatefulness. Angry and hate instead of love and compassion. And that's what we need. That's what this world needs. And is there hope? Yes, there's hope. 
because our God is a God of hope. There's always hope. But if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet we live in darkness, remember, we're just lying to ourselves. So it's time to kind of search ourselves, search our own hearts. Because there can be reconciliation. And I believe there will be reconciliation. And why do I believe that? Because I know who our God is and I know that our God is a God of love. First, Second Corinthians talks about reconciliation. I'll read that first. Second Corinthians five, seventeen through twenty-one. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone; the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them, and He was committed to us." And he committed to us the message of reconciliation. Verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So if God has, has taken our sin away and has forgiven us, thank you. If God has forgiven us and, and, and he's taken our sin away, shouldn't we do the same for our brothers and sisters? Shouldn't we do the same for one another? Shouldn't we forgive and, and get past even the things that hurt us, even the things that, that drive us to a boiling point? Shouldn't we just forgive? Shouldn't we treat people as God has treated us? Excuse me. We should. This is an opportunity for us to show the mighty power and presence of our Holy Spirit. This is an opportunity for us to put our faith into action. An opportunity to show that we are people filled with the power of God, filled with the Spirit of God, ready to do the will of our Father. And that is to love one another. Love one another. Love one another. I can't say that enough. We need to love one another. And, and we, are, we can make a difference. We all know people that are different than us. We all know people that are from different races or different economic background or different faith. Whatever it is, we know different people. We see different people and it's an, it's an opportunity to show who God is, to show that we can love. Putting our differences to the side and showing that we can love. And our hopes is always that they will see Christ through that. That's our hopes, that they will see Jesus through that. But even if they don't, we can show love. And even if we don't, we can show who our God is. But we have to do something. We have to love as Christ has loved us. Maybe we should be asking ourselves as believers, what can we do? What can we do to help this country that is reeling with this injustice? What can we do? And I ask this all the time and I think about it. What, what is it that I can do? What is it that we can do? What can we do? You know, you know, what would Jesus do, you can think. And that just, you know, that's, people make fun of that saying, what would Jesus do sometimes? But the reality is, what would Jesus do just means we take everything to Scripture. What would God show us that we do? What does God tell us that we should do? How should we act? Can we hear? It's really important, and I can't stress this enough, how important it is right now to hear the people that are hurting and just listen 
I know we've all heard there's a time to speak, there's a time to not speak, there's a time for everything, and it's a time to hear and just listen and just hear people's stories and experiences and not even say anything about it. Just hear it and acknowledge it. Because so many people that are hurting are being told that your, your experience isn't even happening. But it is. It is. And people need to be heard. People need to be heard. How is our mindset? We can ask ourselves, where is our mind in all this? Our action or, or inaction? Is that, is that, are we doing that according to the will of God? Because inaction is also a problem at times. We all should be moved to action. We all should be moved to love. So there are three things that I want to say that we can do this week as believers. And one of the things that we can do to fight all these injustices and racism, you've heard this a million times in this church, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. And we need to pray. We need to pray, we need to pray, we need to pray. And we need to pray. And we need to pray. <laughs> People sometimes say, all I can do is pray for you, but that is like the best you can do. The best we can do is pray for one another. And why is that? Because we pray to God. We pray directly to the one and only living God. The one that brings us hope, the one that can bring any kind of reconciliation is our God. And, if our, and we, we see the scriptures, it tells us that we can cry out. If we would only cry out to God, if we would only cry out to God, then He may hear His people. But we need to cry out to God on behalf of those who, who can't cry out to God right now. We need to cry out to God for those that, that don't even know Jesus right now. We need to cry out to God. We need to pray. We need to ask God to, to, to cleanse our hearts. To cleanse our hearts of racial attitudes and beliefs. I didn't even realize it, but when I became a Christian, I realized that I thought I was just better than the Mexican people. Because I'm Cuban. God showed me real quick, that's not true. And when he taught me that, I cried. I cried that I even had that and didn't even realize it. We need to search ourselves. We need to cleanse our, our, our churches of attitudes and beliefs that are not according to the will of God in the Scriptures. We need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray for healing. We need to pray for reconciliation. And we need to pray that the Scriptures... The scriptures, the scriptures can shed light on what's happening in our country, in everything that's happening. Everything that's happening, we need to look to scripture. Everything that's happening. When I try to interject scripture into the current situations, a lot of times I get kind of, get out of here with that spiritual stuff. But the truth is, we have to put the scripture to what's happening right now. There are spiritual things happening at work and it is clear as day that people are blind to it. But as the church, even some people in the church are blind to it. I've talked to people in the church and they're blind to it too. 
But we have to understand, and maybe you don't understand, but at least think about it. Use your mind. Step back a little bit and look at what's happening and see that there are things behind this that are spiritual in nature. And so the church, which is spiritual in nature, has to rise up and do something about it. And, and what do we have to do? We, we need to love. We throw that word around, but we need to love. We need to actually use the word love as an action. And we need to love in the name of Jesus, your neighbors, those sitting beside you, those, those living beside you in, in, your, in your neighborhood, those that work with you, we need to show love. Even that worker that you just hate being around, we need to show love. We just need to show love. We just have to be about what the scriptures say. And sometimes that means putting our own, our own thoughts just behind us. Because we may feel a certain way, but how are we going to act? How are we gonna, what, what action are we going to show? Maybe you're feeling both things somewhere. You're feeling a little bit like you know this, a little bit superior here, and, and here's the love. And Which one do you show? You have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. Choose love. It's all about love. Regardless of race, regardless, we need to be showing God's love and do it sacrificially. Because God was all, God, did he not sacrifice for us? And should we not strive to be like Jesus, trusting in him? Let's love without being partial about how we love. And we need to walk honestly. We need to walk the walk, right? We need to be truthful. One of the things in our mission statement is that we need to be authentic believers. We need to be authentic. And what that means is we have to, be, we have to just be who we say we are. If we're being people of God, we need to walk as people of God. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that you don't have a struggle. And if you have a struggle, that doesn't mean that you are not a person of God. It just means that we have to do our best to be authentic. When we have an issue, we bring it to the Lord. We share it with one another. We pray with one another. We, we lay it out there so that we can get past it together. we got to stop suppressing problems in our lives. we got to stop hiding the truth. And we got to expose the, I'm the, not the truth of Christ, but the truth that may be within us that is not good. We need to expose that. And we need to put it all at the feet of Christ. We need to believe. We need to speak the truth. We need to model that we have to be the church. We have to be the church. And how can we do that? Maybe we can use social media to promote reconciliation. So everybody, most people, not everybody, but most people have social media of one kind or another. And it wouldn't be a bad idea to, to show some love on there. You know, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It would be a way to just put something out there. Now we love one another. But if you do post something, make sure you do it in love. Make sure that you show Christ behind it. Make sure that it's rooted in the Word of God. It's time that we can be bold, but we have to be compassionate. We have to show compassion. Compassion, and we have to be wise and have an understanding heart. Because we might not understand what our brothers and sisters are going through. And specifically, our black brothers and sisters right now, we might not understand what they are going through. Have you guys heard of, of the talk? There's documentaries about this and and, you know, all African-American people, black people, 
grow up having to have this talk with their children. What happens if police pull you over? You have to do this. Put your hands here. Don't make a move. Do everything they say. Because if you do anything, whether you're guilty or not, they are going to harm you. And that is a talk that happens in families. We need to hear people because there is hurts from that. Hurts from that. We need to hear people and be compassionate and show that we do care, that we actually do care. And if, and if you have trouble caring, then be real with yourself and ask God to help you with that. And God can help you with that because God can turn something that's bad inside of you to something that's good and glorious that will show God's love. Let's be open, church. Romans 13, chapter 12, chapter 13, verse 12 and 14 says, The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, close yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And Zacharias chapter 8, verse 16 says, These are the things you are to do. Speak the truth to one another and render true and sound judgment in your courts. Do not plot evil against your neighbor and do not... And do not love to swear falsely. I hate this, declares the Lord. When the Lord says he hates this, you know, the Lord can hate. The Lord can hate sin. But we're not supposed to hate. We can hate sin, but, but we're not supposed to show hatred towards our people. Towards anybody. So God is calling us to truly love one another. And, and, and this message I know is a little bit, it's, it's hard. You know, we, we, this is a talk we have to have. You know, this is a, a dialogue that is not just about one sermon. It's about continuing to talk about this, continuing to live with one another, continuing to know our, our friends and families and, and people that are outside of our friends and families and get together and really know people and share in their pain. And also with the hope that we will heal in the name of Jesus. Because I really believe there can be healing. And, I really, and I'm really looking forward to that healing, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the revival in the name of Jesus. I'm really looking, to see, looking forward to seeing people praising God and glorifying God in a way that maybe hasn't been seen for many, many years. In a way coming together, the way the, way the, 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 the people that are gathering to protest are getting together by the thousands, by the thousands, because they believe in a cause. But isn't the cause of Christ greater than any cause? So the church, what are we doing? We can't let them silence us. The church has to stand up. Think about that. We cannot let anything silence us. Because we are the voice of God. We are the ambassadors for our Lord Jesus Christ. And God has allowed us to be his voice. And if the church is silenced, it, it silences the, the, the voice of God. So we cannot be part of that silence. We have, to, we have to stand up for what we believe and who we believe in. You still with me? I know this service is a little different today, but I believe this is important. 
believe it, it, it is extremely important that we talk about these things. So as we finish up here, I just want to always give an opportunity for someone to accept Christ in their life. Because it's Christ that gives us hope. It is Christ that can bring, bring reconciliation. And even those who are just caught up in, in living out that hate, um, they're going to get tired of that. It's going to be tiring. They're not going to want to do that anymore. And they're going to need something, and what they need is Christ. So if you're here today, or if you're hearing me on our, on our social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, whatever they are, just know that you can have hope today. You can have Christ today. You can share in the glory of God. And you can share in the great presence of God. Because when we allow God to work, we see mighty things. How is it that, that we can be from, come from darkness to light if it wasn't that we are in the presence of our Lord and Savior? The Lord will continue to do miracles and the Lord will, will continue to be God. And we have to trust in Him and allow Him to be God. And if you are hearing me and you want to open your heart to Jesus, all you have to say is, I, I love you, Lord, or I don't even know how to love you, Lord, but I believe you, God. And God will say, it's okay, I got you. Just know that Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead so that you can be saved. He took your sin, no matter what you've done. He's took your sin. We've seen some horrible things, horrible things lately in the news. And if you look at the, you can find it on different web pages and see that what really happened. And there's some horrible things out there. People have killed people. Just in the last week, over looting and over anger, people have been killed. And not everything is shown to us on the media. Not everything is put out there. But even those who have killed people, let me tell you, God can save you. God can bring you to justice and bring you to a place of repentance. And God can bring love into your heart. And those who have been wrong, because with God we can, we can have forgiveness. We can learn to forgive we can learn to trust in God, but what we need to do is open our hearts to Jesus. So if you've never opened your heart to Jesus, I just ask that, that you do. And if you're, if you're here and, and, and you want to open your heart to Jesus, just raise your hand and I'll see it and, and we'll pray. If you're online just, and you want to open your heart to Jesus, just put in there that you accepted the Lord and, and we'll, we'll make contact with you. And for those of us who just need, we need to pray for, for reconciliation. We need to pray that, we can, that, that God can bring out the, the worst in us so that he can transform it to the best in us. And it is true. If we just put it all before the Lord, God will take the ugliness and change it to goodness. So pray with me, church. I'm going to pray for that. And you don't have to raise your hand and say, anything but just pray and if God is speaking to you if you you know search yourselves if you're watching search yourself as I pray this and we dismiss this morning remember that God God is alive God is living and he is the beginning and the end he is the Alpha and the Omega he is the one and only true God there's no other way there is no other truth it is only through Jesus Christ that we can see God's glory when it is our time to leave this earth. So let us pray and let us glorify our Savior. 
Father, we come before you right now and we praise you and we glorify you. And we lift everything to you, Father. I ask that you search your people today. Search our hearts. Search deep within us, Lord. When we say that we surrender all to you, Father, we, we want you to take it all, Lord. Help us to not keep things from you. Let us surrender everything to you, Lord Jesus. And put everything at your feet, Lord. Even if, it, even if it's something we don't even want to accept that we have. Bring it to light, Lord Jesus, so that you can change that and refine it and turn it, Father, into your glory. Let our weaknesses, Father, then be our strength. I pray for our country, Lord Jesus. As people are hurting and protests are going on, I pray for those people, Lord, that are gathered right now, just, just you know, filled with hate. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you can transform that to love. I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that, that you can make a way, Lord Jesus, using us to show that love, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we put everything at your feet, Father God. And, and this is a time, Lord Jesus, where the church needs to be active in showing who you are. We cannot be silent. Our voice needs to be heard as the church. And we also need to hear the voice of those who are hurting, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we love you and we praise you. And I want to pray, Father, for, I want to pray for the families of those who have been killed unjustly. And I pray, Father God, that somehow you can bring peace to their hearts. And I want to pray, Father, for there's, there's so many others out there that also are suffering death and destruction. And they're not always mentioned, but we pray, Father, for their families as well. No matter what race, no matter what color, we pray, Father God, for your people. Your people, Lord Jesus. May there be healing. May there be reconciliation, Lord. Justice is yours to be had, Lord. We are not the ones. We are not the ones that are in charge of, of bringing down the hammer. You are, Lord. Justice is yours. And what you have told us to do is to love. And may, us, may we be able to love the way you have taught us to love, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we praise you and we glorify you and will you receive Father God our prayers this morning and will you receive our worship Father as we sing to you and praise you Lord as we close up our service Father everything we put in your hands and together in Jesus name we say Amen Amen <laughs>